Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Meg Hayworth, creator of the Get Well Soon coaching program and this wonderful podcast series, giving you solutions to help you heal yourself with food and the power of the mind and heart. Today, I have with me Tarni Falloon. She is a transformational mentor, workshop facilitator, writer, and author. For more than 25 years, Tarni has been healing, mentoring, and empowering women and men through the wisdom of intelligence of of the intelligence of their own bodies. Her particular focus is supporting professional businesswomen in moving past their reoccurring back, neck, and body symptoms that are limiting their full potential. She mentors her clients to live life from an embodied, peaceful place within so that they can live pain-free, relish in trusting relationships, and enjoy a joy-filled life with ease and confidence. Tarni, welcome to the show. Thank you, Meg. Lovely to be with you. Thank you. It's great to have you here. So um, today we're going we're gonna to talk about your signature embodiment process that helps you understand your body pain and symptoms and helps people move away from that overly buzzing mind and from the aching tight back, the pain in the body symptoms um, to a place of freedom. So this is like, this is a really big deal. Yes. <laughs> Cause I, I can tell you personally, uh, first of all, I've experienced your work mm-hmm. and I was very impressed with um, even though I was in a big group when I did this mm-hmm. with you with how deeply I went, how quickly with you just in the center of the room, talking us through this experience with some music playing and, uh, it was a really powerful moment, and um, it helped me get more in touch with my body. And after I was struck by lightning and recovering from all of that, so it was kind of a, it was a big deal moment for me. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that yes. way. You have been healing people for over thirty years, and yes. you have a very established career. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us some about your beginnings in Australia, where you had a, a sports medicine practice, and your time here in LA, and sure. uh, Yes, yes, love to, Meg. Thank you. Um, I grew up in Australia and I did my um, physiotherapy degree there a number of years ago, (laughs) a few few years ago. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, and I I specialized in sports medicine. So the sports medicine practice, I guess, I had really introduced me to or, or doing the sports medicine, doing the physiotherapy, really introduced me to the physical body. But mm-hmm. uh, and but I had no sort of education in the in the emotional or spiritual body. In fact, I knew nothing about that. And mm-hmm. ju- um, one of my physiotherapy uh, mentors actually introduced me to um, a psychosynthesis workshop, I believe. Anyway, that was the beginning of me discovering mm-hmm. my own personal journey. And ultimately, then I started to take that into the work I did with my clients. And mm-hmm. so my sports medicine practice developed. I had a, a huge sports medicine practice I had seven employees it was very successful and I had a calling and it really came from my body there was two things that happened one I discovered that my hands had a healing ability that Uh I didn't know I didn't know I had Um, they would do something Mm -hmm. if you'd come into me with a sore knee I might Mm -hmm. start um, working on your 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 back or vice versa 
And people would say, what are you doing that for? And I actually didn't know because my hands were doing <laughs> the healing, but yep. I, had to ma- and I had to make up reasons. Anyway, I ultimately <laughs> started to figure out that, oh, my gosh, there's something else going on here. And mm-hmm. um, it brought me to uh, doing my master's, uh, eventually brought me doing my master's in uh, spiritual psychology. But that, that awakening mm-hmm. in my hands also, people were starting to share things emotionally and I just didn't know what to do with them. So that's what brought me to LA then because I, I realized that I had, mm-hmm. I, there was more I needed to learn. There was more I need to learn. So Yeah, you know, you've brought up uh, some very important themes already that I think listeners would want to know a little bit more about. Yeah. And I can really relate with you on that, the ability to use your hands to bring healing without realizing that's what you're doing. You just feel sort of led to do it and, and it, it, it just helps people get better. But you talked about the emotional and the spiritual body because you, you began talking about the physical body because, you know, we think, oh, physio, uh, a physiologist works with the physical body. But tell us a little bit about the emotional and the spiritual body and how you have seen that be a powerful force to help people. Yes. So, um, and, 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 and as a physiotherapist, I'm obviously going to deal with the, the physical body, right? But mm-hmm. then pain, shoulder pain, you know, a stomach ache, um, you know, maybe not that they came with me necessarily for stomach aches, but, you know, you get body symptoms and people think of the physical. But the but for me and certainly my personal journey as well as my journey, my healing of my clients, there's mm-hmm. always, and I don't, know, I don't know about always, but 95%, let's say, of time, there is an underlying cause. There's an underlying message. In fact, I really want to say 100%. There is yeah. always a message that's underlying that that the body's yeah. trying to communicate and the body communicates through body symptoms and body pain. So mm-hmm. if and so to me and so that's the spiritual, the body wanting to communicate, its source if you're connected if to that or God or the universe or that higher energy if that if you're if you resonate with mm-hmm. that, I believe right. also communicates deeply through the body. The mind the mind can only can know of things, but it can't experience, it can't feel, it doesn't have that ability to, it doesn't understand the mystery or the infinite possibilities. But it can sort of understand it, but it, you don't experience it. The experience um, of our healing really has to come through the body and the spiritual connection really comes through the body. I, I can stand in that powerfully because I, I know it, I've experienced it. I've done too many sessions with too many people not to know the truth of that. Mm. And what are some of the things that you find with people that you work with? What are, for instance, of a client that you worked with that was a powerful healing for them and for you? Um, One one example I'd have is um, a woman came in to me maybe six months ago who had, she'd had for, I think, 10 or 12 years chronic or reoccurring back pain with tight shoulders, tight neck Mm -hmm. and, and done everything, had acupuncture, chiropractic, Uh um, done all the traditional mass, gets caught, you know, regular massages, done all some, some alternative um, ways of healing that physical pain. Mm-hmm. And then she came to me partly because of that, but she knew she need, knew she was disconnected from her body. So that's the other reason people get body symptoms. And pain. wow, that's a big one. And I, th- yes. I, I just have to say this very quickly: yes. is that a lot of people have no clue that they're even disconnected from their yes. body. Yes. Well, we're so yeah. we're such a mental we're such a mental society. We're so 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the place that's revered and honored, and it's the place that we give we get achievement. We're given achievements from you know. It's like how much mm-hmm. you've achieved, how much you've done, how much success you've had, you know, and and uh, how well you passed your exam. And so that's what's honored and revered in our society. And so the body, this body connection, is not you know taking time for yourself. I'm coming back to my client, but taking time, yes, yeah. <laughs> taking time for yourself, taking time uh-huh. to listen within, um, taking a, a, a quick nap or making sure you sit down and eat for, you know, take, take time to eat or making mm-hmm. that time for self-care, let alone then right. about listening to your inner resources is not valued or not. Yes. <laughs> it's not given time. It's not given the time. So if, if I write to someone and say, look, I'm too busy, I'm sorry I can't meet with you, I actually need to spend time with myself, I need some downtime, I need to go and meditate, they're going to mm-hmm. go, oh, well, what are you doing? I mean, they might, but, you know, <laughs> someone might on that, but a lot of people, but if I write and say, look, I'm too busy, I'm with a client or I'm on the phone, you know, uh-huh, podcast with uh-huh. Meg, oh, absolutely, of course. Yeah, exactly. That makes perfect sense yeah. because it's, you know, we're very much a, an achiever-driven kind of society. So anyway, but... Um, yeah, mass. So, so that the masculine or the mind energy, it masculine if you want, but that more doing energy, that mm-hmm. disconnects, keeps us disconnected from our body. So back to my client. So she yeah. knew that she was disembodied. She had a, dis, she was disembodied. She knew mm-hmm. she needed, there was something missing. She was having trouble with her, actually her, she had this body problem, body issues, body pain, stomach pain as well, I think. She was getting, she had digestive issues, which often all go together. And she mm-hmm. also was having trouble in her relationships, which often is tied up. So she wasn't, her son was not doing well and she knew it was something to do with her. And her relationship, her, her intimate relationship was a little distant. Well, yeah. it turned out that actually she had, we did one session and the back pain completely went away. Neck back oh, pain. Beautiful. Once she gave <laughs> voice to what was underneath there. And then uh, ultimately as we worked, her boss, who'd been a problem, who she didn't even mention. In fact, I don't think she really mentioned her relationship much to start with. Her, she started having a phenomenal relationship with her husband, but then her um, her boss of 12 years mm-hmm. had been really, really difficult. She'd had a difficult relationship and it transformed. Her boss now is her biggest ally. The, the wow. company she worked for and her team of 25 people are the top in the company. And she's just, I mean, <laughs> her life just turned around, really transformed, which is why I call myself a transformational mentor, because mm-hmm. her life transformed through the process of connecting more to her body and finding that aware more, uh, finding the connection to herself, finding her true self. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that's a very, very important point. And why holistic medicine is so effective is because we are connecting the emotional, the mental, the spiritual all together. And you do it in your own unique way that helps the people that come to you. One of the things that you said uh, as you were talking about her story is that you gave voice to what was underneath the surface. Can you say a little bit more about that for listeners? This is a big part of my work, but... um, there's a way of, um, and, and you talked earlier, I do the embodiment um, approach. I have a, um, an embodiment process I take people through. And mm-hmm. it's, I have a, a way of accessing the body intelligence and the body wisdom that's mm-hmm. underneath 
that the pain is holding or the the um, the body symptoms are holding or even actually be can be pre, you know it's like even it can be even present in there if there's relationship issues for instance which is usually a relationship with yourself as well but that that's mm-hmm. housed in the body so i've got yes. a way of accessing the intelligence and the information is in the body so we bypass the mind and move uh-huh. into and find so so um and i'd be happy to give an example take all the listeners sure. through something in a minute when we're at some point um that'd be perfect yeah um the so for instance um i'm just thinking someone came in recently it was a male actually i, I do work with men and women um and he had scr- a lot of hip pain that he'd had for um five years mm-hmm and he came in, I want you to, you know, and he's male, you know, I'm, I'm here, to, I want you to fix my back. Said, oh, <laughs> we, if you want to fix your back, we have to look underneath that. And I don't really do much uh, phys- physical therapy in that sense anymore, not traditionally, um, mm. the physical part of it. But I said, I'd be willing to, to look into this on, you know, what's underneath. And what we found was a really angry man who was very mm. angry with his life. It hadn't gone the way he's made a ton of money. But uh-huh. he desperately would have loved to have got married and had kids. And he um. never found the relationship. And he never, well, then he never had children. He did marry mm-hmm. short for a brief while and he was into it. But she left mm-hmm. him because of his anger. And so what, wow. what we've had to transform, and he's had lots of therapy, lots of uh-huh. traditional therapy. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, after six sessions, and I used to uh-huh. do a longer series of when I work with people. But um, she, he, um, within six sessions, within two sessions, his back pain, his his leg, hip, back, whatever pain, but the searing pain, he couldn't stand for very long. He couldn't play mm-hmm. golf. He was just, it was really incapacitating him. He Within two sessions, his back pain was better by 50%. But wow. by the sixth session... He's a different man. He does not carry that anger. And he even, he says, I, I feel like I live, I've got a completely different disposition. That's wonderful. And that says a whole lot to uh, to listeners is that that overarching emotion that you sort of runs the show of your life mm. is it's trying to, it's trying to give a voice mm. to what's underneath the surface. It's trying to tell you something about mm. who you are and how to get there. It's, I think um, I think of the those emotions as teaching emotions rather than negative emotions. Oh, that's a lovely thing to say. I like that. Yeah. yeah, so they're there to teach you something about who you really are. Mm. And it sounds like you're really great at getting to what is that, yeah, what my, is underneath the surface, and then helping the person process that. Yeah, I really feel one of my gifts if I can say that is um, Mm -hmm. this that accessing I'm also a body intuitive so I really feel with the person I get information I see things and when I say that I actually then but I also I guide the person to find the information themselves like so I'm not a psychic Uh, you know know. and that's yeah that's very important because sometimes people aren't ready Mm. to know Mm. like sometimes I know I've worked with people and I'm sure you have too that there's a trauma and you sense it and and see it but they're not ready to go there so you have to allow that to emerge from the person well if you Um, if you do something too quickly and a lot and people have done this you go in mm -hmm. and I've certainly had this experience I go into fear and then I shut down even more. So that's mm-hmm. why I love working with the bot. And, and I've had people tell me stuff or I've had, 
you know, therapists sometimes push me, not that well, I'm not saying anything bad about a ther- therapist, but they, but I've mm-hmm. had, you know, okay, you know, they push me a little too far. And what I mm-hmm. love about the body therapy, I guess you could call it I do, is uh-huh. that once you, when you listen to the body, it's gentle, it's kind, it's compassionate, it's inclusive. And so it really um, gives you what you need to know in that moment. So and I can't, what you're saying I can't is... rush ahead. You know, it's not, no point. Mm-hmm. I might see something or feel something so I can hold it, but I can't rush ahead of what the, what's been given in that moment, which is acknowledging what you're saying. And it sounds like you're saying too that the body has its own wisdom. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary mm-hmm. wisdom. Extraordinary wisdom. And so it kind of shows you which way to go. It does. It absolutely wow. does. I, uh, yeah. yeah, there's no, I don't have to know, I don't have to, I have to have my skills, I guess, Meg, but I don't have mm-hmm. to quote unquote know where I'm going with this person. I, I can, I really move into a, a deeper state of listening and uh-huh. that's where I teach people to actually to go to themselves, teach them how to access that deeper listening. But I go to that and hold that and then listen to them and guide them in what and how, what needs to be revealed. Wow. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very powerful. Yes. And that sounds like a true healing and transformation comes from, from that kind of experience. Yeah. So um, now you've developed the seven stages of embodiment. Can you tell us more about this healing process? And, and then go ahead and take us through uh, that, that process you mentioned. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. The, um, so the seven stages of embodiment really, uh, and what I'd like to do is just, I'd like to, let's, I'll just talk us through a few of them, and let's start with the first one. So, and and as as I talk about the stages, I will um, um, just take us all through. Okay, it's, that'd be great. That'd be that sounds good. wonderful. Yeah. Oh, so I'm so excited about this. <laughs> if everyone, whoever's listening, or and just if you and I, Meg, I'll just talk to you, and we'll do it. We'll do it together. So, just putting okay. your feet down on the ground. And so those listening, just uh, joining in, but I'm going to directly talk with Meg here. So um, just feeling comfortable, uh, supported. And one thing I want to say about embodiment, it's very important that you listen to the body. So um, just as a little side here, I could never, I couldn't do the traditional meditation. In fact, I meet a lot of people who say, oh, I can't meditate or it's too difficult for me to meditate. One of the things I know is the body needs to be comfortable. And too often, um, you know, meditation store, you meant to sit upright and legs crossed and, you know, there's all these rules about it. And someone a long time ago, a meditation teacher gave me just huge permission. It's finding where and how you need to meditate, what works for you. And so for me, actually, truthfully, it's lying down. Yep, me too. Because it turns off my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something happening. And I find when I'm lying down and I'm lying along with the earth, you know, that sort of horizontal, ah. it's like I'm connected to the earth, but my spine is, be- my whole body is just in alignment and beautifully it opens up and it just clears and opens. So I'm going to encourage whoever's listening to this or or for you, whatever's comfortable, mm-hmm. Meg, is, <laughs> is to, um, so finding a comfortable position. Yes. And then okay. the first step to embodiment, so I guess that's, the first step is really finding a comfortable position. The second step is to take a, a lovely, nice, deep breath. So breathing in and breathing out. And, you know, through your nose, through your mouth, 
doesn't really matter, preferably through your nose because it hydrates your body. But and just sinking into or, or watching your breath, so feeling your breath into your body. So the body is of the earth. The body comes from the earth. The body belongs to the earth. So the body, if you could imagine yourself sitting, connecting to the earth, and then allowing your body to hold the container of your breath. So, so often, many, many, many of us are not aware of our breath. So just becoming aware of your breath into your body and feeling the body is the container that holds the breath. Mm, okay. Ah, and then as soon as we start to breathe and bring our attention to our breath, it relaxes the nervous system, the circulatory system uh, quietens, um, the lymph system expands. So there's a lot of things that go on when we take a minute or take some time to just stop, sit, sit in stillness, sit quietly. I must confess I um, used to do a little more movement now than I do uh -huh. when I do this. But the being aware of the breath. So if you're feeling a little uncomfortable sitting, you can just Gently move you know, from your tailbone and just feel your spine moving like a piece mm -hmm. of seaweed and breathing. So you can imagine your breath mm -hmm. just in your body and you're gently moving it, maybe rolling your shoulders a little bit. So you're feeling your body and your breath or feeling the breath in your body. And, and the, the next step is being aware of where does my breath land? So where did just putting your hand where your breath reaches. So maybe it, maybe it reaches to your throat, maybe it reaches to your chest, maybe it reaches down into your belly. And so Meg, where does your breath reach? If you were to place your hand, where are you aware your breath is reaching? Um, I'm feeling it mostly in my heart. Good, okay. So just breathing into your heart and whoever's listening, breathing to wherever it's landing. And then just allowing your breath to sink a little deeper. And what I mean by deeper, deeper into the body. So a little lower than the heart. Okay. And then the, the intention with the embodiment process is to move you down. And this is a number of steps later, but is to move you down into. So your breath reaches down into the, to the belly and the lower belly and into the pelvis. And sometimes that takes time. Sometimes that takes, mm -hmm. um, so I'm not suggesting you pu anyone push it or, for instance, where you are, Meg, it's just like, can I take the breath a little bit lower? But ultimately yeah. when I'm embodied, my breath, I fully, my breath fully reaches down, excuse me, into my pelvis, into my, into my lower, lower being, lower body. Yes, I'm feeling it going down into into the pelvis and into the root at this point. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So, and not the next step is being aware of the sensations. So, what what sensations are you aware of in the body? There's a lot going on, Tarni. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and most of it is actually very pleasant. Mm. Um, I'm feeling a lot of tingling around my head. Mm -hmm. um, and um, 
I am feeling a little bit in uh, like a little bit of a little bit of hunger in my stomach. Mm. Um, but I'm also noticing my lungs being a little tight. Mm. Um, Thank you. So um, I'm just going to, I'm going to come back to the, t- the, the the lungs being tight. But that that's one of the part of the embodiment process is being aware of the sensations. So when we're disembodied or not in our body, we're not aware of um, what's going on in our body. We're not aware of the sensations. So then we can't. We can't catch the cues of the body. So there's many times, um, and certainly mine used to be much more overt, but now I'll, something will happen and I'll get a little flutter and I'll think, oh, I need to follow that. So mm. I, don't have to get a, I don't have to get a screaming pain to get information <laughs> anymore because I've got the awareness that I can get a little flutter and it's like, okay, that I need to follow that and see what that is. So I and I I will come back to your lungs, but um, the other the next piece of the embodiment piece is um, finding a safe place in your body because we're so uncomfortable being in our body. Many of us are, or there's um, there's a lot of power in the wisdom and intelligence of the body, and so the mind actually, or the ego, if some people know it as that too, doesn't always like it because it's like, oh, you know, I'm in control. Mm. So those who uh-huh. like to stay in control, which is often when you get problems with digestion, problem with body pain, there is also a, can be a control element in there. Not always, but it can be. Um, but the mind is like, oh no, I want to stay, I want to stay in charge because it's, it actually is, does it as a protection. Uh-huh. So we want to find, well, where does it feel safe being in the body? Where is my, where is my mind, my whole self okay being in my body? Where's the safe place in my body? So where would you find that, Meg? Uh, again, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I keep coming back to the heart. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people will say the heart. But there's certainly been all sorts, you know, you'll get belly, you'll get a shoulder, a hip. It's fascinating where, um, where that safe place could be. So there's no actual, there's no um, right answer to that one. Um, we did a little bit of the, uh, the, the movement work that I talked about a little earlier. I'm going to actually do that um, as we move into the lungs but I, part of the embodiment process is actually helping people understand their bodies by going through a little bit of movement. It may or may not be, but that, mm-hmm. that can be a part of the embodiment process, like how, getting to know your body. And that's what you experienced when, we, when I did that presentation. So sometimes yes. when I present, I'll do that movement piece. Sometimes I won't. So that's another piece of the embodiment piece. But now mm-hmm. um, the next piece is going to where the contraction is. Where is it that? I'm feeling a discomfort. So you talked about feeling comfortable. You talked about feeling places that um, lots of pleasant um, sensations, which is great. And one of the things when we're truly in our body, there's so much pleasure, so Mm. much (laughs) pleasure when we really deeply connect to the body. Um, Mm. But it's like, let's go to Go to the lungs. If you are okay doing this, Meg, if this is okay. Yes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's. So, and if whoever's listening, if there's a part of your body that's um, you've felt a contraction, or you know you actually have tightness in your neck or your back or something, um, put your hand where you're feeling it. And if you can't reach it, then imagine you're touching it, and just gently begin to move it. So you can't touch your lungs, but you can touch the the rib cage. And there might be if there's a particular area of the lung that you're feeling tight, or if you just sort of we're touching because it helps bring the awareness it's a proprioceptive awareness okay ah there we go 
So what's happening to the listeners? So I'm actually feeling into that feeling Meg's having in her lungs. Mm-hmm. So I'm sensing it and I'm actually doing some movement as well and I've actually got my hands on my rib cage. So I'm actually feeling it with you. And as you just breathe into Meg and move and sense through the rib cage, the, the lungs, what are you aware of? <laughs> well, I'm feeling changes happening already. I'm feeling a, um, uh, my, the, I'm feeling a release in my lungs. Like it, they're, um, it's like they're opening up. They're not as constricted as they were. Mm-hmm. But I was also feeling as you, as you started to describe that you were connecting in with me, I immediately got this sensation of what I always refer to as my crown chakra opening up. Mm-hmm. So the top of my head mm-hmm. just getting uh, a lot of tingling all the way through my head and my shoulders um, and in my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I'm feeling, I'm just feeling an opening. I'm feeling something shifting and changing. Right. So what would be the feeling or the sensation or the awareness? Um, or let me say it a different way. What would be the information that the lungs have for you? That So they tightened, mm-hmm. you felt a tightness. So, and now and sometimes just simply by connecting to an area, it'll open. It's like, is there something they're holding? And let's just check in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is very clear to me. Um, uh, I drowned when I was two. Uh, um, like completely drowned, uh, died. They had to revive me. Um, and so, uh, there's, uh, that I'm, I'm getting this awareness now in a, in a much deeper way. As you know, I've done a lot yes. of therapy on myself, yeah. but in a much deeper way of understanding just how much my lungs and, and my heart have held a lot of fear in them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about moving forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and this is uh, actually something I'm examining in my life right now. So it's, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect timing. Yeah. And, and uh, um, we're not going to go any further with this because it's mm-hmm. just not appropriate. But I imagine and if, we were, if I were working with you or I was working with someone, I, what I can also feel that there is deeper emotion and there's more to be revealed here. And so what yes. the process I would go through is then take you into a, into a deeper dive, as they say, or, or explore mm-hmm. that further and, and uncover because – that means the body is still holding something, mm-hmm. as you say, that's stopping you from moving forward. And this work that I do, the embodiment process, is to help free you so you can, you know, free whatever's keeping you stuck or whatever's holding you back or whatever is the fear. It's often fear, um, yeah. resistance. The con- it, whatever's holding you back, it can open up, clear it. And, yes, uh, and this is, gosh, this is so fascinating mm. to me too, you know. Um, the fear and the panic of uh, of having gone through an experience like that and how I'm so hyper aware right now doing this exercise with you of how that experience is still affecting me today. So so for people that are experiencing this right now, you know, how is whatever your experience is, can you see how it's affecting you today? So that's thank you for bringing that up because – if we, we still hold it in the body, then it permeates through everything. Um, mm. So, for instance, the, ma- the, the man with the hip um, and back pain or the searing yes. hip pain, it was, it was anger he felt as a child 
from the experience mm. he had as a child that he's been carrying and it just overlaid everything. And it actually also was the thing that made him money. It's just, but he, but he, I have to say, I think, quite unquote, he was, he's been pretty tough. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say he screwed people, but he's, you know, he's really been a tough, he's been a tough True. negotiator with, because of that anger, because that was the drive behind uh-huh. and that was the thing. But, he, and then the drive behind um, the, the making the money, I mean, drive behind finding the right relationship. Yes. Okay. That makes perfect sense. So you get to see multi-layered experience exactly. unfold. Exactly. Exactly. Great. So what comes next? Powerful piece of embodiment, but this takes a little bit of, um, so you need to move away where you're being stuck. So, so let, we'll just use you as an example, Meg. We want to move away where the, mm-hmm. where what's going on in the lungs and this experience that you've had as a child, that's still, a, it's still a memory that's still present in your body. that's still mm-hmm. affecting today. So mm-hmm. once you uncover or move past that or, um, I guess I could say heal that, but really transform it. Once we transform yes. that, then it's like it's finding that place, and we've you and I have talked about that, where mm-hmm. you really can locate that deep, aware, connected place within you that you can live from. So my work is really about helping women and men find their kind, compassionate, loving self, but it's that deep, grounded place of awareness, deep, rounded place of awareness that you can rest into that the emotional self can rest into that the mind can rest into and it's a place really deep within you that has then gives you the the freedom gives you the opportunity for choice because choice is when you're when you've got a place like experience like you talked about then at some level there's no choice Right? Because that's influencing how, that's overlaying mm-hmm. how you're doing life. Like the man I talked about with the anger, that's influencing yes. everything. So then he hasn't really got a choice. But once you bring awareness to something and then you drop into that aware place, that deeply grounded place, which is within, which is in the pelvis, which is in our foundational self. And a lot of people are very afraid to inhabit their pelvis for very many mm. reasons. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a, that's where they're disempowered. That's where they're really disconnected. So when we bring the embodiment process is bringing that connection back to your foundation so you can rest into yourself and then it opens up. It can, then you can understand the different parts of you. Then you've got, um, choice. And then of course that opens up to all the possibilities that are there for you. Wow. And that creates really healing. Very powerful, powerful work. Mm. Um, and what suggestions do you have for our listeners to continue to do this? Or, or things that they can do on their own. Mm, thank you. Some Beautiful simple question. embodiment practices. Yes. One of the biggest things is to take time just to move into stillness, sit quietly, and breathe. If you did nothing else after this call, but simply five minutes a day took time for yourself mm-hmm. and, and just took your breath, felt your breath in your body, and just sat with yourself and mm. put yourself into mm-hmm. silence. No music. And, and no distraction, no reading, don't mean that silence. I mean literally sit with yourself for five minutes. And the other piece of that, quieten the mind. So no, you know, a lot of people are doing mindful meditations these days. Um, but this is, this is like letting the, letting the body take you into the quietness. And then, okay. um, and so there's no conversation, there's no judgment. You're not thinking things, but you're just quietly taking 
letting your letting your breath breathe your body does that make sense yes absolutely so you're allowing your breath to lead you yes into your body and And, into your body so that you're really making that connection between the whole system (laughs) the holistic system the mind the body and the spirit yes and then and then and then if there were if there's sensations like you felt not judging them not trying to change them but feeling and sort of moving towards them rather than pushing them away and what do you mean when you move towards a sensation? So you had the sensations of feeling um, tingling and, and mm-hmm. there was opening, there was pleasure. It's like enjoying that more. Okay. But then you had a Great. feeling of con- a tightness or contraction in the lung. It's just mm-hmm. breathing into that and just being with it, not judging it and saying, huh, I'm curious. <laughs> I wonder what that is. And just feeling into it. And you don't have to be, you don't have to do therapy on yourself or anything, but it's just recognize because often I mean you had the experience of it starting to open just by giving it attention ah yes exactly and and simultaneously I want to just let listeners know that what I was doing is I had my hand on my heart above my lungs where I feel the tightness because it's it's at the top of my lungs and I was moving it in a circular motion just so you know and that's what I felt led to do it wasn't something that I uh that I thought to do it just did it yeah and that would be the other piece I would say um, is just is being um, just just like you said, letting the body. Uh, and this is a little more complicated. So there's, this would be the third one. But if you could if you could sit still, breathe into your body, feel your sensations, and then begin to just let your body lead with some really gentle movement. You know, just like you said, you were okay. moved in a circle circuit. So so you just give it some atten- giving the body some attention. And the more attention you give the body, so the body is very, um, it's not like the mind. The mind's not noisy and loud and says, look at me and watch me and follow me. And the body <laughs> yeah. is very quiet and it will be, it'll, it won't, it doesn't jump in and out, but once you give it attention, it's mm-hmm. very, it'll respond, it will respond and it is so much more powerful than the mind. Wonderful. And it. It actually, yeah, it is. Um, I, it makes me think too. I think it was Chopra who talked extensively about the body mind, um, and then uh-huh. it, that it's it is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is, is an a actual. Thing. We have studied this scientifically. It's not just you know some out there concept. This is something that's really really powerful, and it like we said, it does have its own wisdom mm-hmm. and its own power. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so wonderful, Tarni. You've given so much great information for listeners to help uh, help themselves get well soon. Um, how you. can people get in touch with you? And, and, and uh, you've got an offering for our listeners as well. Yes, so. I do. Thank you very much for that, um, Meg. So you can get in touch with me mm-hmm. by my, my website is www.tarnifaloon.com. And um, will that have be written up anywhere? Or? It will be. But if somebody's just listening to it, it's T-A-R-N-I-E-F-U-L-L-O-O-N.com. Mm-hmm. And then you can also write to me at tani at tarnifaloon.com. And I'm, it's much better Meg spells it than I do because my Australian accent. <laughs> um, They'll be going T-A-W, Tani. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so thank you. And it's, so it's uh, tarnifaloon.com or tani at tarnifaloon.com. I also, you can also call me if you're in the LA area, 626 or anywhere, but 626. So I'm in Los Angeles. So plus one, 626-296. 
too. And um, if you, I, I offer, um, if you sign up on my website, you get a 10, I, there's a free audio that you automatically get if you just sign up for the mailing list. But however, if the first five people that, um, I offer complimentary sessions. So if this is something that really speaks to you, um, I'd be happy to do what I call a compl- uh, an exploratory session. And for the first five people that sign up, they get um, my 10-minute healing moving meditation audio, which actually follows uh, quite a, you know, it reinforces what we've just talked about today. So, um, and I'd be very happy to, I'd be very happy to support your community, Meg. It'd be lovely. It'd be a pleasure. This is really wonderful. I just want listeners to really understand that when people as powerfully, as powerful as Tarni is, who's done so much work. I mean, you have a huge body of knowledge mm-hmm. behind you yes. and not just knowledge, but understanding and wisdom, your own personal journey and helping many, many, many others mm-hmm. in theirs to truly transform their lives. When they, people like you offer complimentary sessions, take them up on it. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the most incredible value that you could possibly ever get. I mean, it's, I've, I've, uh, I've spoken with you in, in that, in a complimentary session and, and I got so much out of the time that we had together. I was just very, very impressed in that on top of, you know, the workshop that I did with you. Um, so I just can't say enough about how powerful your work is and how much I think it is could speak to a lot of people out there who are dealing with chronic illness you're dealing with pain all the time. You can't get up out of bed uh, because because the pain is so intense. And I've been there. I know exactly what this is like. It's a really tough way to live. Um, but there are people like you who help people through mm. that experience Thank to help you. them really change. And I just want to say, just like you, I've had my own my own body journey, which is why I have extreme empathy for mm. what people are going through, just like yourself. You know, and you've experienced yeah, and it, that makes a big difference. It really does, because when you work with the person, you understand them in a way, and they feel understood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, somebody who just went through book learning mm-hmm. can't, mm-hmm. you know, not to put book learning down by any stretch, <laughs> because, you know, everybody gets what they need, I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Beautiful. At any rate. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Mm, Thank you, Meg. This was was wonderful. Really enjoyed being with you. Thank you. And thank you to all of those who are listening. Yes. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen and to learn about how you, too, can get well soon. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list, get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes, and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.